Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 8th of February. Today, one of the best to ever don the green and gold pyjamas hangs them up. Manchester City could be given the boot from the EPL and why the NRL is suddenly on the back foot in the negotiations with the players. But first... The winner of the MVP from the Sydney Kings, Xavier Cooks. As the NBL switches into playoffs mode, last night the league held its regular season awards night and Sydney King Xavier Cooks took home the big one. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I've been in this league now for four years and really been a fan of this league since my whole childhood and seen so many great players come through this league, the, the Andrew Gazers, the Andrew Bogues, the Bryce Cottons of this world, and to be in a list of those guys it means a lot to me. Cooks has been the subject of significant interest from the NBA scouts over recent weeks as the leading man for the table-topping Sydney Kings. And his coronation as the league MVP will no doubt only increase the interest in a six-foot-eight forward who can contribute at both ends of the floor. Your guess is any better than mine. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it's going to be a fun journey. I have no idea what's going to happen. But if I'm back here, I'm very thankful to be back here. If I'm over in the States, that'll be awesome too. But I'm just going to enjoy the journey. Cooks played a straight bat to questions about his possible future in the biggest league in the game. But for now, his focus will be on who the Kings will face in their first round of the playoffs. With the league's playing qualifier getting underway tomorrow night between the Perth Wildcats and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Retirements are inevitable in the wonderful world of sport, but that doesn't make it any easier to say goodbye to the good ones, the great ones, the ones who've left a mark on their sport in the record books and in our hearts. But today, we do have to bid farewell to one of those types. A beautiful strike. This is somewhere near the best of Aaron Finch. Last September, Aaron Finch had already hung up his bat and pads from the ODI arena. But yesterday at the MCG, Finchie announced that his time in the green and gold pyjamas in all forms is up. The time is right to let the T20 team move on in, into a, a new phase, uh, particularly with the World Cup coming up in um, 2024. I think that the time is right to allow them enough time and space to allow a, a new captain to take over and, and move the team in their direction. Finch leaves international cricket as Australia's leading men's T20 scorer and holds the world record for the highest individual score in a T20 international, thanks to his monster innings against Zimbabwe in 2018 when he smashed 172 runs from just 76 deliveries. And he was also, let's not forget, the man that led the Aussie men's team to their first and only T20 World Cup triumph. Oh, he's a very special man. As for who should replace him at the coin toss for Australia at the T20 level? Well, there's, there's plenty of guys who can who can do it. I think we've seen, obviously, Steve Smith has done it before and done a great job. Pat Cummins, uh, I, I doubt whether he'll want to do it with, with such a big workload coming up. Um, but then there's guys from the outside who could come in and have a big impact. Uh, Travis Head, Ashton Turner, these type of guys I think are, are experienced. Uh, they know how to win as well. So whichever way they go, the team's in great hands. So basically anyone. Aaron Finch thinks he can be replaced by anyone. I think you're selling yourself a bit short, Finchy. Despite the fact that Arsenal are five points clear at the top of the English Premier League with a game in hand at the halfway point of the season... Many believe it's only a matter of time before Manchester City close the gap and go on to claim the title. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, unfortunately the citizens don't need to worry about winning the title so much as not being kicked out of the league. After the completion of a four-year investigation into the club, found they'd committed over 100 breaches of financial regulations from 2009 to 2018, including 
failing to provide accurate financial information that gives a true and fair view of the club's financial position, failing to provide full details of player remuneration. Ah, you know what? I'm just going to let this guy explain what they did. We have the situation where the most successful Premier League club of recent times uh, is being accused of systematically breaking the Premier League's uh, rules uh, over uh, a period of 14, 15 years. Uh, they're accused of breaking the financial rules for nine years and then for the next four or five years of not cooperating with the Premier League when the Premier League was investigating those alleged rule breaches. Yeah, as Sky News football journalist Kaver Solokol explained, essentially they've been caught out being sneaky buggers with their accounts and then being as uncooperative as possible when asked about their dodgy accounts. I'm really sorry that I couldn't be of any more help. The club has since released a statement basically saying, I'm innocent, I tell you. Man City have said they're surprised by the allegations. They welcome the review of the matter and look forward to the whole mess being put to rest. That's assuming they're cleared of the charges because if they're not, our new friend at Sky News Solico predicts the citizens could end up somewhere they haven't been in a long time, out of the Premier League. And it is such a serious matter that in the worst case scenario, or one of the worst case scenarios, it could end up with Manchester City being expelled from the Premier League. So effectively, uh, they would be relegated. We are 22 days away from the NRL season opener between the Parramatta Eels and the Melbourne Storm. And yet the game's governing body and the Players Association still have not agreed on the terms of a new collective bargaining agreement. Remind me again what that is? It's basically the agreement on how much money the NRL gives to the players and how they get to give it to them. But while the two parties don't agree on the split of the cash right now, they have at least been having discussions in person to resolve the issue. Well, that sounds encouraging. Yeah, except according to Rugby League Players Association board member and Cronulla Sharks captain Wade Graham, the two parties aren't even close to resolving the issue. Unfortunately, I don't think we're really that close at all. It's got to the point where like, we might have to prioritise a few things that we can actually get across the line, especially the women have to be sorted out ASAP, right? Yeah. Because they need a, at least... A financial model, so they know what the, you know, what it looks like, and the clubs need to have some scope to go out and contract the women. Because if there's no CBA at the moment, we're protected by our playing contracts. The males, we're already contracted. We're already contracted, so that contract give us certain protections. But like Woodsy said before, they can't go out and sign a contract until these things are resolved. Speaking on listeners' new daily rugby league podcast, Footy Talks, Graham revealed that despite appearances, the players are a long way from satisfied with the game's governing body, and they're even less impressed by an unnamed NRL executive who reportedly recorded confidential discussions between NRL CEO Andrew Abdo and the Players Association representatives on her phone despite an agreement that discussions would remain confidential. Very, very naughty. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Vellanis has resolved to get to the bottom of the recording matter, but the time is a ticking, Peter. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for Wednesday, the 8th of February. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.